2: Grow talk. Grow talk, guys. How's it going out there? Growers, tokers, steady yeah. hey, Am I out there?
3: It's going pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is a cannabis
2: growers only show. Are, do you have, Did you, you were growing a genius cross there at G13. Did it make it, the seedling? Um, my seedling, yeah. Still got it in the – is that the one in the greenhouse or
4: uh, – uh, Don't ask me. I, oh, it, oh, still oh in the sorry. Still so is it in, in that the thing hempy in the grow?
3: is so sad looking. It refuses to die. Wait, is that the one that's in the, the socks and Yeah, shit? yeah. It refuses to turn green either, sir. That's what happens when you it. grow stuff in socks. Yeah. That experiment didn't work, by the way.
2: So you're going <laughs> to kick something in the that greenhouse.
3: You didn't get, aren't you going to do an auto or two? <laughs> you know, if every experiment worked, there'd be no fun, Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. very useful though all right well i'll get into the, the the grow talk here first off we'll do a little uh little bit of news and a little bit of respect we we'll give a executive producer here yeah over to uh the original founder of way to grow uh cory uh in the sense that you know there's been some shiz going on i was in a conversation yesterday scotty at uh your party and a, a grower was just like man it kind of stinks you guys hear way to grow well, way to, first business. of all, let's
3: introduce way to grow If you don't know, way to grow is our, our local grow store. A buddy of ours started it years ago, probably 15 years ago at this point. I don't know. Um, when dude first came out to grow, um, he brought me out with him, kind of just, hey, let's make sure we go buy the right equipment and stuff like that. And it was this guy, Corey, sitting behind the counter. It was his first store. He's a local Fort Collins guy. And we kind of bet on him. We you know, put our, our eggs in that basket, and he ended up being the winner. He ended up being the best, an amazing business man and just grew the chain in you know, the 15 years to uh, what seven stores and ju- just was it was a, a, a juggernaut in the industry man.
2: Juggernaut Does like that work man <laughs> Yeah and then came on board with us came on board with the Dude Grow show yep. uh, It was the first company that and, and actually you know not even just company core that, that had invested in what we have going on here. Got our first studio set up, got all the equipment for that studio, everything that was needed when we first came on board and just believed and said, yeah, man, let's do this shit. So true believer. um, Don't believe the hype is what I'm going to say, guys. There are some things in the news. There's some things behind the scene. What's going on in a nutshell is way to Grow is trying to get back to, to the way it was. And there are still, there's still a great staff there. You can go, I go into those stores. Um, every other week, I go into about a different store, or part of town i I need some shiz or just want to say hi. It's good knowledge, man. It's good knowledge behind the counter. And uh, man, he, I think he wants to bring it back a little bit yeah. to, to OG style, so. I'll bring it in a nutshell.
3: I hope it's not too real, but Homeboy uh, sold it. And my buddy Corey sold it a few years back to somebody that, I seen some pictures on social media. The guy seems like a complete douchebag, man. Why, how <laughs> do you have hundreds of dollars on an air? Airplane and showing it off while wearing fucking shades. You're a douchebag, man. So he sold it to somebody and now he's getting it back because, of course, the guy didn't pay him. And uh, that's yeah. it in a nutshell, sir.
2: So if you're a Colorado grower, way to grow customer, man, be patient. Shizz is in the works here. Yeah. And, uh, and when, when
3: Corey comes back, that thing is going to rock, man. That store is going to rock. So I'm excited.
2: All right. Now let's get into uh, who's growing some dank. Appreciate yes, that. Yes, and uh, the hashtag dude grow show on Instagram. Is what we're doing as well as Dude Gross. I got one over here off DudeGross.com, submitted some dank nugs, and this is who we got here. Who we got here? Super Lemon Haze 60F. Yeah. What does 60F mean? It's 60 degrees Fahrenheit, man. I don't know. Right. Maybe that's how it this cools it down. Posted by the friggin' wizard, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. How
3: do you grow this weed, you friggin'
2: wizard? Yeah, we're looking at a real nice pictures here, man. Uh, he's got he says five gallon Lowe's bucket hempy style, nice light on the bottom, cocoa on top. Yes, sir. So this is where Guru, you can interpret for me. He's running a Bridge Lux EB Gen One two inch strips times twenty on an HLG 320H 24A. All right, LEDs. So, I mean, I could say that, but
4: <laughs> I'm not familiar with the the particular BridgeLux ones. But BridgeLux is BridgeLux is brand. Is, a, is a brand of LED manufacturer, and they're not as uh, highly regarded as Cree, but they're the number two. They're they're right there with them. So now this is grown right. with General Hydroponics Flora Trio, which is the the three
3: part salts, uh, the Cali Magic. Uh, cali magic armor si which is silica um the cali magic is um uh, calcium cal mag yep uh liquid cool bloom which is the bloom booster recharge Ugh. and Canazime once a week so th- this, uh, this is what i'm talking about this reminds me of the thailand i'm sorry the uh, uh the hong kong hotel right here it's absolutely beautiful absolutely frosty man there is a lot of trichomes living on that thing man
2: yeah, but you're saying you were given kind of a negative assumption of the Hong Kong hotel, saying it's all just built up on synthetics. But he's adding a bit of, you know, with the recharge, the kelp, the molasses, uh, canzyme is the good enzyme for breaking things down. I agree as meat and potatoes are all.
3: When you have that many salts as your meat and potatoes, I'm just curious, and I'm I'm learning in public with all y'all, and and I very much used to grow this way. Uh, I'm starting to get really intrigued by adding a lot more organics and even getting like the the bio-biz way of getting my macros in uh, in in another way other than with salts, man. And I'm thinking that it's going to bring me more flavor.
2: And just just give me some feedback, man. I'd like to know. I got some commentation Mm -hmm. on that in Grow Talk coming up about getting your macros in. But also, you know my, you know how I like to do it, like p- wizardish potion with the hashtag no spills. Soon my no spills are going to be biodegradable, so it won't matter. <laughs> nice. Very cool. All right. On Instagram, hashtag to grow show, um, we are looking at here. This is from Chronic Cool Grows. Nice. And beautiful. Pit. This picture is just really cool. It almost looks like the surface of another or like a, you're zoomed in on the back of a bug or something. But we're looking at, you know, trikes. Hairs, purple colors, pistols, um, and this is Power OG 15, dried, probably overcooked her a bit. And when he's saying, I think he's, Scotty, you see some of these trikes are really, I don't know if you he overcooked her. Some are like really dark, like almost like a brown, or more brown instead of amber. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he's right. I usually don't get many yeah, of my trikes. that. I think the amber trikes from here, man, so... Right on. I like the look of that, dude. Looks really good. Chronic Cools grows. Chronic cool grows. Nice. Did you ever get tired of looking at Bud on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> I mean, not that I have an issue with it. Please don't let me deter you submitting great pictures. It's nice to go through and pick like, man, people are doing some really good work these days. They absolutely are, man. They absolutely are. I will right, we'll take it into Grow Talk here. First, I will pat myself on the back, trying to keep up on IG. Um, this is just a video uh, showing my parameters. I walked into the garden light at night, and the lights are off, and I was like, I don't right, show people this is what I do sometimes. I got the temperature down to 63. We're looking at my hygrometer here, guys, and it's got the green light on, because I'll do work in the room at night with the green light. I don't have any fear. It's never caused me any issues, even if I forget to turn it off, um, See, but- dude grows 63F, man. Yeah, 63. I'm at 63 Fahrenheit. I try to get it. I can get it down cooler. I wait till the last couple weeks of flower to let my mini split run as cold as possible at night. I mean, not so hard to achieve when, you know, cause this room is in a garage, but it is heavily insulated to achieve in the winter. Uh, but in the summertime you can't get it as cool. And I mean, almost all the hybrid strains, are, are, I see are benefiting from this. Now, if I put a Straight Landrace Sativa in there, row, Like it might not like that cold fluctuation. Right. A lot of the strains, man, I say it's like one of the tricks I like with environmental control is when you got an oversized, my mini split is so oversized. It's like, I think 14,000 BTU for two SK600s. Sure.
3: Hey, can what? we talk about that real quick uh, about shorts? Yeah. It just uh, there is some, I used to be an air conditioning guy, and there is something. Don't go out and buy an oversized mini split. Don't say, "Oh, give me the biggest one you got." Because there's something called short cycling a compressor. A compressor is, is mm. something that has to run, and then it has to have oil run through it to loop properly lubricate it and cool it. So if you just have that thing run for 30 seconds at a time, it doesn't properly lubricate itself. So um, you want to have uh, you know one a side. That's why they have you know by the half ton. You can buy a half ton, a full ton at one and a half or a two whatever that's because you want to size them for the room so that the compressor runs a specific amount of time you don't want to run too long because then it'll get all too you know, hot and inefficient you don't want it running too short either it won't be able to lubricate itself so there's a sweet
2: spot in there it's just a new saying i'm getting scotty it's like your man your nighttime environment is almost mo- as much as important as your daytime and a yeah. lot of guys forget when the lights go off they're just like ah eh. but man there's a lot of, you gotta there still is. temp humidity those Air movement. Are still
3: breathing. Think about what would happen if uh, if you went to sleep in some sweat box.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: They were like, "Ah, oh, man, we turn <laughs> we turn the climate control off once you go to sleep." Or it's
4: like sleeping in a cheap sleeping bag.
2: Ew, yeah, yeah. Mm, nice
0: sticky. All
2: right, we got deficiencies in flour here over on DudeGrowsTalk. Dot Tom, new thing. Dot (laughs) Tom. Nice. Dot com. Grower questions, guys. Appreciate it. Working through them. And you guys got some good stuff up here. This is from Mr.
3: Burns. Yeah, this one had me thinking. and I got to give respect to Jay Maestro. Jay Maestro. He's I look for his answers. I looked at this one and I was kind of scratching my head. And I'm like, dude, I got to be honest. I'm just going to go see what Maestro has to say. And of course, it was excellent advice. So thank you, man.
2: You're very much appreciated, sir. Now get your ass out here. All right, I will not (laughs) fully lean on Jay Maestro's suggestion because I have my own, but let's read first. got it, brother, come on. Hi, did you see I need some help identifying what the problem is showing up on my leaves, which when this first one I hear that, I'm like, ah, shit. Like, I gotta be the grower, I gotta be in your room, not just here, but this isn't bad. You can see
3: bug marks, if it's something obvious, bug damage, you
2: can see that if it's heat
3: stress, you can usually see environmental stress, and if it's a nutrient burn, you can usually see that, plus
2: some deficiencies we got brown spots and leaf tips curling up a little bit. It started really light at the edge of some leaves about a week and a half ago, and it's gotten worse. I thought it looked like cow mag de- deficiency, so I gave them one, more, one mil per gallon calmag starting a week ago. But things have only gotten worse. Right.
3: So there's a really good clue. If you gave them, mm. if you, you got plenty of newts in there, you're feeding them plenty, and it's getting worse, it might be a clue that it might be too much.
2: Or a lockout. Yeah. Now he goes, it's only happening in three out of the six plants. I'm assuming, I don't know if he elaborates that he's growing this all the same strain, but he goes, the room's sealed. Perfect sun, Goliath, LED, 300 watt cop fixture. So he's got good light. He's saying uh, temp 8084, we're good. Humidities in check, co 2s at 1200 PPM. All that's fabulous. Um, I'm growing in straight cocoa, five gallon pots and feed Flora Nova bloom uh, at six mils per gallon and recharge once a week. Filtered water, but not RO. Just filter for chlorine and chloramine. Everything sounds pretty good, but what we're looking at here on pictures, guys, is leaves that doesn't look like n- nutrient burn to me. It looks like right, Scotty, it's, like it's some kind of mis- lack of,
3: But look at those tips. I always look at the tips, man, and because those, you know, the it usually starts with a burnt tip, and they usually curl up if you if they've got too much nutrition. So take a look at those tips. They are they do have that kind of weird curling up kind of thing, don't they?
2: I don't think so. Oh, the ones in the top cola yeah, a little bit. Know?
3: It just makes me think. It's in flowering, right? And so plants, when they're growing in veg, they suck up the nutrient, man. You know, we are in what, week four of flowering somewhere around there? Um, man, they start to slow down how much nutrient they need then. You know, they're not building that crazy, you know, amount of, of you know, whatever green matter, whatever you want to call it, green plant material.
2: Yeah and i question here like you said potentially maestro is saying hey look you might when's the last time you flushed? you might have some build up is a synthetic based Mm -hmm. uh is a one part grow a one part bloom yep i don't think it's a very good nutrient personally from my my experience with it throughout many years of customers but uh maestro is saying you know make sure you you could do a flush on this and back off a little bit do a flush if when you flush you use enzymes i like enzymes sure now, the, the idea stuff.
3: with Enzymes Guru is they eat up the excess nutrient, is that right? Or they
4: lock it up, or what do they not, do? Not really. They kind of like claw it to pull it away, Got you know, it. I guess. Got it's it. The, the best way to put that.
2: And um, I would say when you go back, these uh, he didn't mention fully, I don't think, what week of bloom he is. Got to be in. week four, I would say, week four. But they look huh? like, yeah, plants, I had an issue like this where I didn't know what my leaves are doing. And when, in the roundabout way, they're hungry. Like, I, I, I lightened up my nutrient. Like, then it made it worse, and then I just still didn't know what was going on. Sure. And he's doing six mils of this Floranova. And if you're using nothing else out of that regimen, like, you know, GH has a whole feed chart. It's not just Floranova. And that's it. Some of these could be a little hungry for sure. So how do you um, tell
3: if it's too much or too little? Do you have any kind of uh, simple rules for understanding that?
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Here, check out this chart.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, So... These are – this is like a general plant diagnostics chart. Okay. Um, they're used for – It basically, goes over the symptoms. It's uh, – we're checking like yellow upper leaves, yellow middle leaves, yellow lower leaves, red stems, necrotic spots, stuff like that. So here – and diagnostically we have necrotic spots
3: all over the plant. And necrotic necrotic means death. Necrosis dead. means yeah, death. It right? means
4: it is killing itself off and yep. dying off there. So that's and that brown stuff. Yeah, you know, the the brown all, all those brown spots. Mm-hmm. And that via this charge is either attributed to potassium, magnesium, uh
3: so potassium is a macro,
4: right? Yeah, potassium is a macro. You need a decent amount of it's magnesium. A secondary, you, need but a, you need a decent a amount. Decent of. amount. Molybdenum, boron, and so, copper. So it could be could be micronutrition stuff, but it probably isn't. I wouldn't think more so because he's putting micronutrition
3: in all the time, and micronutrition you only need a very tiny amount. For of. sure. Yeah. So I would think it'd
4: be more like a secondary or a macro. Yeah. This I would I would definitely assume that this is probably a calcium or magnesium issue.
2: Yeah, and I don't want to be a just a nutrient geek, man. Get rid of that Floranova. You're growing a straight cocoa, get a cocoa specific nutrient. That's going to do better for you than that Flora Nova. Guaranteed. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's move on here. Where we at? What we got? What you got, man. You're a fearless leader, dude.
3: It's your world. I'm just living in it, brother.
2: Flowering Progress by... uh, I love to see people making progress, dude. Nate N8, Michigan, am I? So flowering is coming right along, and I'm on day 35. My purple Lamborghini from Exotic Genetics is supposed to be done. And if you ever had a purple Lamborghini, man, that's not a good idea. Um, (laughs) It's supposed to be done at day 56. It's a 70, 30 sativa. Being in week five, I'm wondering if the bud should be further along or larger. So if it's supposed to be done at day 56, and he says he's at fifth week of flowering. That's
3: week two right there,
2: man. That is not good, man. Um, he says maybe it'll are, just take a little longer, or should I suspect little buds?
3: Something's very – I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but if it's uh, – We're looking at like that, those yeah, – yeah, That looking,
2: looks like week two. That
3: looks like week two there. Something's very, very wrong.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know the light. At least this second picture here, if this is like the light intensity with all your lighting on, maybe you turn it off for the photo, that's probably part of the – like it doesn't look like it has any light intensity. It looks very dim to me, but – um, assuming you have good lighting, yeah, some's definitely up.
3: Yeah, ask it, more questions on this because this might be something where you want to just redesign your room and start over again. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick, but I mean, you want to really go another 30 days on this?
2: Yeah, we got here. Incompetent Mike says, "Yikes, it looks like week one, not just in bud size but bud development." Uh, say, Nate, Nate, Nate or Nate chimes back here yeah they seem super young I've done some research the past couple of days and found a lot of similar strains around the same time they're full of trikes not on budded not but but not building bud like crazy so it's just a waiting game they mo they may just finish a little smaller with a higher with higher of the content I've been told this by some other growers who have similar strains masochi is growing the same strain as me two weeks ahead and his aren't much bigger than mine it's crazy I'm I, I, not but, saying it's bad though I mean I'm all yeah, full yeah, grown I'm different.
3: saying it's bad. I'm saying,
2: it's bad. I'm saying that you could
3: take
4: the exact same amount of time and I don't know how much light you're using, but he does say that master is growing the same strain as him two weeks ahead and his aren't much bigger at all. So this really could be strain dependent. I got you. So I, change I, I, strains. I'm assuming from two growers, they both probably have all right lights change strains. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be my he waste is, of yeah, time.
2: He's making points, man. Like I get excited to do different things. He's like, I've always grown for size and yield. The majority of my career has been with auto strains also. This time around, I picked for THC strength only. So I'm thinking that's why I'm not used to these. So it's a waiting game now. So I mean, if it, it's cool to grow different stuff. I got you, Scotty. You want butt size for I'm trying sure. to be a friend here, man.
3: Sometimes my friends come and they talk to me about some crazy shit and it's not, it's pretty hard to fucking sit yeah, but down what if and be
2: like, yo, man. What, what if and that flower gonna... was like an exotic high, you know, it's like that you've never had. We talk about some of those strains. Mm-hmm. Would you grow, who is it? Bear grown? Up there, uh, Banner's friend, I believe, and he's growing strains that flower for six, seven, eight months and shit. And they're this like, but day the, the thirty-five
3: of fifty-six, dude.
2: <laughs> okay, it's time to be a friend. All right, we we will move on. Go for it, dude. Don't miss <laughs> Scotty. All right, so let's take a uh, quick break. We'll come back with growers' comment over on YouTube. You got it, brother. Um, from Joint Strain, and Nate, I the love to you,
3: brother. If you need any help, if you want to uh, uh, line on any genetics, I'm I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. Uh, I'm trying to be a friend and say that's not looking right, and we could probably invest if we had took that other month, started over, we'd probably be 50 days from harvest. You know what I mean? So I'd rather see you harvesting a freaking closet full of dank in 50 days, de- you know, in, in, you know, 80 days or something like that, than wasting waste 30 or 40 days um, and then wondering yeah. what happened.
2: Yes, you're nicer than uh, my buddy when I bought my first motorcycle. He had a 250. He's like, yeah that 100 cc will be good and i was like oh my god i see why you did this i owned it for like a month i was like this is so underpowered (laughs) anyway till you get your driver's license they're good let's take a break guys we'll be right back yes sir
1: Like I scored was in the 90s. I smoked an ounce of in a day. I smuggled seeds straight through the airports. Only just to grow the real deal, old school purple haze. Purple Haze Purple Haze Purple Haze Purple Haze Purple Haze Purple 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 Haze That old school dance seeds up into mothers Select the dankest in the end One phenol sweeter than another But it will all Purple Haze, Purple Haze
0: Smoke you up with all my friends Yeah, I know, I know, I know Times is changing It's time to smoke on
1: something new It looks like you. You say the concentrates are cleaner And that flower's seen its day. It's time to respect Mother Nature and smoke that purple flower in a pipe the old school way. Purple haze, purple haze, purple.
2: on youtube joint strain says you're talking about the size of apples the other day oh yeah you know? guru
3: man here you go they listen because i you know guru. a couple
2: yards with apple trees in them one being my sisters that grow huge apples yes yeah, A it's, hey, it's
4: strain dependent
2: i got without feeding now, anything except rain
4: huh bring it yeah what do you think man well i mean it's it's Like like I said, it's strain dependent. There's there's a a lot of genetic variability in it. It (laughs) there some 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 trees will grow bigger apples than other ones, but you can take a tree that grows smaller apples and like commercially bought ones that you. That you would get at the grocery store. Yeah. They're loaded with all because. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Like in, in a commercial setting, they're doing that with uh, cultivars that aren't known to be make like huge sure. apples. Because generally, huge apples don't taste as good. Yeah, I was saying mine's disturbingly juicy. <laughs> We're like, this doesn't seem that nice. <laughs> It's not
2: natural. <laughs> a lot of water in there. <laughs> a lot of sugar water. Yeah. It's like the chicken wing that's too big. Oh, but,
3: no good. But dude, real quick. I showed you that picture of the 104 pound shrimp they caught in Florida, right?
2: Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> that's real, man. They caught it. They caught it right in the shit stream off Miami.
3: What do you mean, man? You can believe everything you see on the internet, man.
2: So oh, let me break it down real quick. Grown commercially, agriculture. I'm picturing there's an orchard, right? We yes, have sir. a lot of the same plants monocultured that are competing in the soil for the nutrients to do the same thing to produce roots. Apple tree in a yard is benefiting from all the other shit around it, whatever worms are in the soil, insects that die. Um, what do It probably has a healthy rhizosphere, it has a natural decomp- decomposition process from leaves that fall around it. Like it's not in a competitive, this is just my assumption, competitive environment like an apple orchard tree. So it doesn't really need to be fertilized. Nature is fertilizing it, nature is doing its job.
3: Well, what about your, but I'm saying your yard is like loaded with all sorts of weird stuff from runoff from your neighbors and whatnot? I would think that would be affecting your apple trees, though.
2: Your fruit trees? I mean, there's so many variables there. We're going to take it to the next growth talk. I just, joint strain, you did, boom. I was going to say boom, guru. Good. Good (laughs) stuff, man. Yes. All right. Uh, New millennium feeding schedule. Yes. Sir, I'd like to talk about the new millennium feeding schedule for soil. talks. I'll break it. This, this applies to other, you know, using new millennium. Yep. I don't even know how to <laughs> it. Or not. Thank God you, God you can just yell shit into your phone these days, man. Which if you listen to the show, I use new millennium for about four cycles and it I was, it was great. Um, and we just had Neil on recently. So this is from Q4Q. Hi everyone. Big shout out to Jaren at new millennium for hooking me up with a pep pack, which is just their complete kit in liters at the San Francisco Indo Expo. I'm super excited to check out these newts. For those of you growing in soil, do you have a feeding schedule or strategy that you follow? Thanks again for the awesome show. Q grows the dank. Hey, I tell you right off the bat, I would hit Jaren up
3: because Jaren uses new millennium and I know he calls it, I can't remember what he called the sauce or something like that. It's a special recipe where he supplements with that Playgren green sensation. And that's his recipe. And I mean, he shows up with a fire and dabs and Pollock as well.
2: Um, those guys are on that recipe and they just grow straight up fire. So well, I would definitely look for those guys. Soil, when you say you're growing in soil, basically, uh, I'm assuming you just went and got, you got a bag of soil, you either got a bag of roots, you got a bag of ocean, you got a bag of something um, that has a little bit of enrichment in it, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe you're growing in straight peat, which isn't the exact same case. But either way, you can use the technique like I use. I do my meat and potatoes. Um, you know, when I was using the new mill, I would feed probably every other man almost like every third watering okay the in-between waterings one would be a recharge hit with mammoth p the second watering maybe what i'm gonna do is actually mix in i'm looking at some old bottles i have over here one i'm looking at is actually a canna bio what is their bloom product called i can't remember it's their bio uh bio yeah that so that's uh, then maybe one day I'll, i'll water in with some organic funk some massive so that's my second watering. And then on the third watering, and it all depends on your gardening, how how many uh, times you water. I'll do my meat and potatoes. Like, so one out of every third watering, I'm watering in, I water in at a full strength. Well, oh, no, I'm lying there. I don't like to go much over like 800 ppm um, because an active rhizosphere and with the recharge and all that shit in there, it really makes these I, I, more available. I measured my EC the other day. And I was like, shit, dude, I'm only at 700 and I'm in week five of flowering. Like, Man, you remember less
3: is more? We used to have a DGC. I think he changed his name, but he used to be less is more. And I mean, fucking, it's it's the best because I, I remember having somebody tell me that the longest time ago. I was feeding that. I got him sucking out 1,300, 1,400 ppm. And they're like, fuck that, man. You want him at
2: eight. Don't. The other thing is when I'm watering in and I'm using recharge, and you teach on the show about how too much pee, too much phosphorus, too much this can shut down microbes. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I'm watering in at 70% strength at the highest of my meat and potatoes when I'm using synthetics um but if you, you know you know my grow style I always, I use synthetics but I always like to also water in some funk some organics super excited to get my hands on some new new bottles here soon but long story short any meat and potatoes if it's a salt based newt, if it's like it's synthetic out of the bottle like every third watering in peat or in enriched soil now the only variable here is how enriched is your is your soil he's saying soil so if you made it and you got stuff hot in there like you that's up to you i don't know what you got going on but um, every third watering, use biologicals do that recharge watering do a watering of some funk maybe you just go buy one bottle that is an organic bloom bottle that has some funk in it next watering water with that and then the third watering water with your meat and potatoes across the board so you're getting all your micronutrients your npk and all that shit up in there if i were to water every time like some people do like in pete with my new for me uh, how I grow with my meat and potatoes, it'd be too much. I'd get buildup. I know I'd get, you like that perfect burn though, Scotty. I like to so, you know, I, I used to, I will say, knowing
3: what I know now and that's pushing your, them That was growth, more
2: production growing for, though.
3: Yeah, for growth in veg. If I'm looking to actually push um, just the same way with bamboo, I'm looking to push up new shoots and get them out as, for, you know, get the new plants grown and, and get the clones to be viable plants as fast as possible. So yeah, having, you know, getting them to eat as much as possible. Um is one technique. I will say you can do it with less fertilizer and uh, and get a more balanced plant and a more healthy plant with a better root system uh, by letting the organics feed it by giving it a bit of nutrition and letting the organics pull it or letting the plant pull it in as opposed to pushing
2: it on with so uh, with salts. Definitely. definitely. So don't forget lesson learned if you are using, preferably, recharge out there for your biologicals, and you're gonna go in on full. PPM, we've seen it before. Full EC, real strong. You're gonna mm-hmm. get you're gonna get, some kind you're gonna get of burn. burned more than likely. Yep. But I got one more quick hit here before we see who's slinging recharge. This is an easy one, and this for some growers, I remember was hard to wrap their head around when I was like helping out in retail. And this is from Soul Farming, inventing a sealed room. Very very straightforward here. It goes: If you have a sealed room, is it necessary to burp the room? When I made my first sealed room, I struggled with this. I'd be like, hmm. I should just open the door for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you think if you don't understand how a plant breathes, you're just like, I need a little fresh air in there. Well, yeah, but this is
4: the, the plant. So they're transpiring and respiring. And taking in the CO two and oxygen from the air and letting it out, but they're keeping the carbon from that and sequestering the carbon out of the air. Right, and that's what we have to replace in a sealed room in the CO two, and that's really all you have to replace. You don't need no to... oxygen
3: buildup or anything like that from it. From no, a, no, no. Some...
4: no. Uh, I mean, all, all we're after the food for the plant that's in the air is the CO two. Right, that's the main thing we're after. So, I mean, it you uses have to be a little regained. bit of the oxygen to turn the carbohydrates it makes it it makes into energy. Right, but through transpiration respiration. But not but most of it, no. What it's doing is pulling carbon out of the air in the form of CO2 and you have to and replace it. And the three that.
2: things that deter people creating a sealed room is you usually need an AC, a dehumidifier, mm-hmm. and a CO2 enrichment system. Yep. Preferably, you're going to throw down a little bit as well and get the CO2 enrichment system that's just a controller that monitors your CO2. So that all being said, you're, you know, three grand in the hole potentially. Two grand, I don't know. It depends on how you source your equipment, but it's right. not, what it's is, a significant investment.
3: Okay, and it is a, a significant performance upgrade as well. It's like literally strapping a turbocharger on your.
2: Oh, I was just gonna use a turbocharger <laughs> yeah. analogy. Uh, you got superchargers? uh definitely though not beyond that though it's it helps you be in control it helps you keep pests out if you're having air exchange so many times people pull if you're bringing air in you should be running that through a filter that's going to block molds and pet like there's a lot of other variables odor security control like sealed room is just my preferred way to go way to grow sorry (laughs) yeah sealed room is powerful
3: you can really do a lot with it man Sorry, who's slinging no, a recharge, no, but, but, man. So just to say, so nobody dumps sure. any of the room, any of the room out, nobody exhausts any of the air once a day through a carbon filter. Just I used to. Scratch?
2: I literally used to mm-hmm. pull uh, on a cycle stack because I love cycle stats. Yeah, uh, uh, I'd have it come on for fifth or no, it was like 10 minutes of every hour and pull evacuate the room through a carbon filter, hang it on the ceiling and just go out. Right. I was just convinced I needed to do that, sure. and I didn't. Just You don't need to do that if all your other shit's in check. Gotcha. All right, deal. All right, so, yeah, who's slinging the recharge? Oh, you know what, man?
3: You caught me looking at uh, at questions, man. Who do we got, man? Oh, yeah, come on. Let's give it to Way to Grow. Way to Grow just post right. a big, fat order, man. I uh, just went over there and seen. Uh, actually, I didn't see Cody when I was there, but that's my my local guy. And uh, yeah, if you want to go with some real knowledge, man, those guys have kept their employees for a very long time. They're good to their people there. And uh, man, you got some people that really grow the dank. Rick over there, Cody. Um, those guys are growing crazy, flairful shit. I will say that Cody's doing, doing it with the bio biz definitely something to learn from that guy man so don't be afraid to ask him.
2: well yeah and the the cool thing about sometimes when you visit I mean being that they are in retail um, they have slung a significant amount of recharge and that's some of the best feedback I mean because they're gonna give they don't you know directly benefit by Recommending nah, the recharge, you know they just know that shit. This has worked for a lot of growers, so it's been really cool to get that feedback from all the peeps that worked with.
3: Absolutely, has that feedback is why I put stronger plants in forty eight hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> Came after uh-huh. a couple of years.
2: I so thought you should have not done that, but it's all good. Yeah. All Any right. Complaints. We got to one more grow talk question here, titled "Last Year's Russets in Greenhouse" by Obwatchy ob Obi O-B-watchy? <laughs> O-B-watchy? <laughs> me, All right. Man. Dudes, I've got a shed. I turned into a greenhouse in my backyard here in Colorado. Nice. Last year before the elk hunt, russets decided to come and joyfully inhabit my cannabis. Oh, man. So instead of battling it, I tore everything out because I had to leave for a week and hunt. And couldn't pursue the bastards. Hey, can good I just ask
3: you a really question, real quick interlude, man? But is elk meat yeah. good? My, I, is I found, elk meat good? Yeah, I found out my guy, there's yes. a ridge, and the guy next to me is uh, an elk guy, man. So he's got elk meat, and I was thinking about going and getting some elk burgers, man. Never had it before. It was kind of. I'm thinking about, I might have to bring you there because it's just like, yeah, come. You don't have to walk far to shoot your own elk here, man. Like, that's what the, that's what his headline says on his webpage, man. Like, uh, Dude, I, just, got,
2: I just wanted they, the burgers, man. You can put artificial beef flavoring on elk meat oh
3: dude banner started talking to <laughs> me about the flavorings industry one day man and now i'll just never eat french fries again man
2: um no yeah elk, <laughs> elk, it's a flavor thing depends on where, what the hell you are what you eat eats man so there's some variables there but yeah yeah i guess uh, you're right i used to put ground elk and macaroni like beef mac but elk mac man it's good shiz dude, anyway is that what they did it to you man all right, so going on, going on here, he killed his plants and went elk hunting. Hopefully he got an elk. This year, is what do I do? The frame is made of wood, and I had soil in there throughout the winter. I'm definitely worried they lay dormant and are going to come out very soon. So do you know anything about the dormancy, dormancy I believe, Guru? Of, of, taters? Overwintering capabilities of the russet mites, specifically full, full the capa-
4: variety. Full, full capabilities.
2: <laughs> you're like they can get down to like negative fifty.
4: They're good. I, I don't know. He's in Colorado. Yeah, I would be. I'd be scared. But there's some stuff you can do to. You're you're not so going to
2: be able to eggs. or eggs overwintering or something? Eggs larvae. There.
4: It, it's a yeah. They're. Pretty, I'm pretty sure they stay in the soil surface. Okay. Um, I just realized now we're not talking about potatoes. Yeah. All right, man. Here no, we go. No, no russet potatoes Hey today. guys. I wish. What's going on. This is a much more serious one. Um, you're never going to be able to get rid of these. I what sure. Yeah. You. i in a greenhouse with wood everywhere and soil, and I, I, it could just be bare ground in there too. I would. All right, so yeah. let's say
3: that we can't get rid of them. So what's well, the strategy yeah. we have to mitigate control.
4: Now. Okay, control. We, we wanna First, control pour them. diesel all over the floor. You could go with diesel. That might work. <laughs> uh, other than that, I would recommend getting some type of uh, one knockdown, quick knockdown, uh, just initially with a pyrethrum of some type. Okay. Um, I think, Ever- I don't think Ever- so that- Evergreen is a pretty cheap... Uh, one oh, the liquid the, like
2: pyorrhaphy.
4: L- yeah, li- not not bomb them.
2: Uh, so liquid. he could. You water that and start up But step one, let's treat the soil. Let's treat the ground in the shed. So water that all over the ground, mm-hmm. basically, if we're worried about eggs or, or anything yes. in the ground.
4: And then, I mean, once – once and a lot of this is control for when we have plants, too, because there's not much – I guess you could treat the soil with, like, Met 52 or – I like uh, that. Or Grandivo or something. Met 52 actually makes a granular one that's on rice that you can mix into your soil. Right. And it's supposed, and those to are provide, supposed to provide, like, a year protection, and those are beneficial. Well, fungi that pretty much kill the insect from the inside out.
2: A liquid peripherum, or perithrum I don't know which that's, one I'm saying, but they have many non-dammit. liquid ones out there, watering that into the ground and into the soil, I wouldn't want you to water it into your new soil you're going to use, but any old soil, that's not very environmental damaging, like technically, which we don't need to go deep into no, the term and, organic. And, it breaks down pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it.
4: it breaks down pretty quickly. It comes from chrysanthemum flowers. So, it, I mean, generally regarded as safe. I'm pretty sure it has GRAS approval on it. Yeah. By um, the way, one comes from chrysanthemum flowers and another is a
3: synthetic that, that does not.
4: Uh, I always get them mixed up it's Hi, pyrethrum, pyrethrum is, and pyrethrins yeah py- pyrethrins are the synthetic ones but yeah, i always get I always them, get them confused too but that's the difference
2: um, but yeah, google that, oh, yeah. that's
4: your knockdown and then adding the preventative stuff like the met 52 in the soil and then no wait a, minute, wait a minute wait a minute met
2: 52 isn't like, that root aphids? Uh, no.
4: yes but uh it it can work on uh other it's a, fungus that yeah. the exoskeleton. it's a fungus, oh, right. fungus that attacks the exoskeleton of bugs. It's not specifically just for phylloxera or root aphids.
2: Um, Scott, do you have that paint we could paint the shed with that has the what is it in it? a DT? what chemical oh, is the, the DDT?
3: Yeah, I got yeah. It, man. I got some lead paint
2: man. but lead paint
3: works good.
4: Continuing I mean. on into his growth cycle, I would also recommend having an IPM strategy consisting with PFR97 or PRF97. <laughs> always get those mixed up. <laughs> and, too. and what are they? And that's, an, that's another beneficial. Okay. Uh, or or uh I think it's an, that one is actually an enzymatic. It's Bosana Bavaria. I yeah, sure. bare, b- I, I'm familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, yep. that, that one. Um, and so you're saying
3: just a bunch, just put in fact or inoculate this, uh, with a bunch of beneficial fungi that
4: are, well, gonna yeah, any bugs. fungi and, and enzymes or just stuff made from biological process. Like Grandiva would be another one is a general mitocide and aphicide. Yep. Um, and then after I'm doing all that, I would probably release some predators and consult, consult with a predating, uh, um, oh, yeah. an insectary mm-hmm. for which ones you should actually use cuz off the top of my head I can't remember but I mean the, just a general strategy of knockdown uh your not chemical control but biological biological control, biological yeah. control mm. and then beneficials
2: after to just kind of Sounds Solidified.
4: expensive to me, Matt. Uh,
2: oh, I was just going to say. Him, him mites are expensive, man. Right. The least expensive route is one, we're going to pre treat before you get your plant in there, which you were explained. You're using a liquid permethrin or pyrethrum. That, that's not too expensive. Sure. <clears throat> Two, once you get your plants in there, you got a new soil. Usually, new plants are smaller. If you're confident, you can reach 95% of plant material. You gotta keep your plants thinned out and you gotta be able to spray all the canopy. That's why these things can pursue when people spray. You got the back plant in the corner and you, you couldn't get 25% of it. But if you can get complete coverage, I use like Ed Rosenthal's. It's got cinnamon in it. Mm-hmm. These guys don't like cinnamon, man. When I took care of them, I did beat these guys once. Um, if you can keep on your sprays and veg, that won't be too expensive. Just sprays and veg on your foliage, 100% coverage because you'll pretty much know you're not going to have them. If, if they present themselves, you are not going to be able to populate a ton if you're always spraying. And then in flower, like you were saying, then, yeah, I'd wait till the uh, third week in flower Stop spraying and then predators aren't horrible they're starting to make them we got to get some more connections in smaller packs because they realize smaller growers are wanting to they don't need the vial that treats a half acre you know what i mean sure sure so but i, I totally agree once you get in a flower if you're putting some pack sachets sachets out man, every once in a while right. you should be good
3: yeah so. i guess well they're on the roots though no they're on the flower right we're talking uh is R- all, all over the place yeah, yeah man all, man, yeah. man uh Jeez, because soon when you when you're dealing with sticky plants and you're trying to get those beneficials, man, they, it's hard for them to crawl on uh, around those trichomes, man, around those resin glands. It really is, man.
2: But it's about if hey, if you want to grow the dank out here, it's about it's nature, man. You're not fully in control, but you can. He can always have a little bit of an infestation at party.
3: Yeah, you got to manage it though. IPM, you got to manage it so it doesn't
2: take over they hate the cold but that's the trouble he's in a shed outdoors you can't if you can cool it off somehow like well if they present themselves right. they hate it because they right. can't breathe as quick anyway I think that was a good grow tizzle <laughs> and uh, we're gonna wrap it up wrap it up B you got on. it man. you got it put it in the bag here was some shout outs to Mr. Mo and and Urban Cowboy we Michigan Matt, I'll see you soon brother. Oh yeah, Glenn Thumb, you gotta be hitting us up. She's got her SK600 plugged in. Nice. Medican Man 575, what's up? And Sting, MRC. Yeah, how about
3: Fitch Ganja Guy, the man, the myth, legend? 808 Ganja Father. <laughs>
2: 808 Weed, 808, I 808. 808. Why? 808. 808. 808. Didn't mean it. Main Grower, coca 20. Is Moby-Dill 420 the same as Moby-Dill original? Yeah, better be. Better be awesome. Awesome. I'm so I'm calling Morgan, Morgan, brother. Word guess these out. is I, I believe it, yeah. Some people
0: love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're up a tune. it's just weed, it's just weed. I like to keep the good of on. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to smoke it out now. Yeah. you riding high, oh we're gonna lock you in a cage, no, if you wonder why he hates the tank, just look at how he's being paid, no, don't no lock up me, just look at me.